Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. Don't be afraid. God is your father. How can you experience the power of God in your life? How can you have a deeper relationship with him? Maybe you've never known God personally, never found real peace and forgiveness. Maybe you once knew Jesus, but you've gone away from him. Some of you once went to church or brought up to know the Bible. Some of you go to church even now, occasionally or regularly, but somehow... None of this seems to work in your life or to make you a real believer. Look at the violence amongst our youth today. What's wrong? They're growing up in a culture that demands revenge or so-called respect, which isn't that at all. The one thing no one is telling them is about forgiveness. Yet there cannot be any peace in society amongst our youth, between cultures or nations, without forgiveness. But only God can give us this gift. Until you have forgiveness from God, past, present and future, how can you know peace in your heart? Only when we have this priceless gift will it change our attitude to others. An isolated act of repentance or confession or even communion isn't enough. We need the permanent gift in our hearts of God's everlasting forgiveness, pardon and love. Only this will take us into the kingdom. But God is calling you because he wants to give you forgiveness and a new life. He wants to include you in his family. He wants to renew a relationship with you. God has been searching for you all your life. God wants to work a miracle in your life. There's something in your past and in mine which maybe other people don't know or understand. But God understands. He's the last to criticize. In the Bible, there's a story about people who only want to criticize. According to the law of Moses, if a woman was caught in adultery, she'd be stoned to death. To test Jesus, on one occasion, religious people brought to Jesus a woman they'd caught in the act of adultery. She couldn't deny it. It had happened. And these religious accusers brought her in front of Jesus. You know the law, so do we stone her? Jesus looked at that woman and then looked at all the religious men who were accusing her. And he said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Jesus knelt down and began to write in the ground. We don't know what he was writing, but as he wrote, those accusers were convicted of their own sin and one by one they could no longer accuse that woman and went away. Jesus looked again at the woman He knew she'd sinned and she didn't deny it, but he said to her, where are your accusers? You see, there is no one without sin. They'd all gone. Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. Go your way. Your sin is gone. It's in the past. Sin no more. The message of God above everything else is of forgiveness, of deliverance, of healing. That's why so many miracles happened when Jesus was on earth. And that's why when I preach the gospel... I know miracles will happen. They always do. 
It's the clear evidence that God is there. Nowhere is too far off, nowhere is forgotten. Jesus, when he was on the earth, visited so many towns and villages and, like so many stories of the Bible, for example, in John 9, the story of the man born blind, shows us so much of the reality of who Jesus is. Jesus was simply passing by when he saw a blind man. This was a very deep problem because from birth he had no future. He couldn't have a normal education, couldn't get a normal job. The whole of his life was marked by this one thing, that from the very moment of his birth he was blind. Now Jesus saw him. There's something about the power of God, about the love of God, that Jesus sees us in an absolutely unique way. Jesus saw the blind man, not by coincidence or chance. Jesus saw and knew him. God is searching for men and women. God loves you. He knows you as an individual and he sees the things in your life that others don't see. When Jesus saw this man, he saw the obvious, that he was blind, cut off from the normal things of life, no job, no future. And yet this one man was so important to God. That's what God wants to say to you. You are important to him. He knows the circumstances of your life, the problems that you have, even before you acknowledge them. But God has a plan and strategy for your life and only God can see the barriers which are preventing you from moving into this life of blessing. The disciples didn't see the man in the same way as Jesus because when they realized that he was blind, they asked why. They began to lay the blame. Who sinned? This is a difficult religious question. Jesus said the blindness didn't come because of sin. But for the disciples, it seemed somebody had to be responsible for this. Who? The man himself? But how could he sin before he was born? And if it wasn't the man, was it his parents? No, Jesus said, this has happened so that you can see the glory and goodness of God. I have good news. God doesn't deal with us according to our lives. If God were to punish every sin and every mistake and every failure right now, neither you nor I would be here. The Bible talks about being born again, that this old life is gone, you can begin a new life. Jesus used an illustration saying, when a seed falls into the ground, it dies. And if it doesn't go into the ground and die, there will be no new life. So death is the key to life. I'm not talking about death in the ordinary way. I don't want to die. You don't want to die. But the Bible says you can die to your old life, your past. It can be gone forever and you're born again. When I came to Christ, I died to my past. I died to my sin. And I was born again into the family of God. Out of the old life came new. When the power of God comes into you, a miracle happens. Look at this blind man. Everybody was accusing him. Either this man or his parents had sinned. That's why he was blind. But Jesus said, you got it all wrong. Remember, this man hadn't asked for healing. And throughout the whole of that argument... The poor man was silent. It was Jesus who initiated all the action. He went straight to the man, made some clay, put it on his eyes and told him to go and wash. The blind man obeyed and instantly he could see. God is the same today. He'll do the same with your sin and sickness if you will let him have compassion on you. If you'll allow him to love you, to care for you, he wants to help you and to get rid of that past. 
I'm going to ask you to pray with me. God, you are my Father. I didn't know your love before. In my life, I've gone away from you and rejected you. But you gave your Son to pay the price for my sin because you love me so much. Jesus, thank you. I found you. Give me the gift of forgiveness and peace in my life so that I will know that you love me. Make your love burn in my heart with real fire and I'll live for you and make you Lord of every part of my life. Amen. Do you have a problem with sickness? It's God who works miracles. But you need to believe that they can happen. Trust him. People come to me who don't really believe in miracles. They ask me to pray, but in their minds they're thinking, my situation's too difficult. Once, while I was in the Ukraine preaching, a father brought his daughter to the platform to say that he believed God had healed her from a very serious kidney problem, but that he would have to have her checked. Two nights later, he was back. They'd been for tests to the same hospital that had diagnosed her just a few months earlier with renal failure. And, by the way, you can't get a transplant in the Ukraine. The father had with him the certificates from April and the certificates issued that day in July, both kidneys functioning normally. God had healed her in one moment of time. How long does it take for God to work a miracle? Just as long as it takes you to believe that he's going to do it. Another time in the Ukraine, we were in a football stadium. It was late and getting dark and time to leave. As I went, a man came to me on crutches, crippled with incurable rheumatoid arthritis. He said, I want to be healed. I said, come tomorrow. He said, no, now. When I repeated, come tomorrow, he threw himself on the ground. No, now. I'm not going until God heals me. And God healed him instantly. He jumped up, threw his crutches in the air and ran out of the stadium. We met him a year later, still completely healed. What do you want? What can you believe him for? Ask God. You pray. Jesus will answer you. If you're sick and you believe, God will answer. He'll help you believe. God has power over every evil thing in your life. Call upon Jesus' name, who said, If you believe, you'll put your hands on the sick and the sick will be healed. If you believe Jesus will heal you, put your hand on your own sickness and say this prayer. I know, Jesus, you're here. There's power in your name to break every evil thing in my life and to heal every sickness. Heal me now. Put your hand on my hand. Touch my sickness and I shall be healed. I need you. Heal me now, Jesus. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you by faith to test and see. Check, put your faith into action and do the things you couldn't do before. Check and see and prove that the pain is gone, that your eyes are healed, that your arthritis is healed. Check and see. God will touch you. Don't stop asking. Keep praying and asking till you receive that answer. Thank you. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Vinesong, www.vinesong.com.